That's right. You're locked into 99 Pod, aka it's not 1999 anymore podcast. And it's time for a new episode as we bring you the best debates that sports media has to offer. Happy Halloween. Okay. Happy trick or treat. You know what it is. You know what time it is. Even though I don't celebrate that demonic holiday, I still, you know, like to do a little something, something for the show, for the platform. So, um, you know, it's going down. Listen, listen, y'all. I got my cousin here on the show today. He's back in the building. Zay's with the shades. Okay. It's going to be some energy today. And y'all, yeah. I'm listen, I'm letting y'all know y'all welcome right now, ahead of time. But before we even proceed to give you what you need, like and subscribe to the channel per usual, as you will be notified of any new uploaded content that we have coming your way. So let it be written. So let it be done. Lil Shadamas on the mic. And Cuzzo, what's going on, Cuz? I'm glad to have you back here on the show. What's going Yo, on? What's going on, man? It's good to be back. I got a lot to say. I got a lot to talk about. Y'all know the Freddie System status. I'm sports heavy, baby. Oh, yeah. It's going down. And um, Zay, I'm going to call you Cool Zay today. What's going on, Zay? Hey, you know, today, you know, usually I say I'm in paradise. All right now, I am not in paradise. Today is not good vibes by Zay. Today is shady Zay. There's going to be a lot to say. And, um, you know, everything's coming out. We, there's a no holds bar show today. And we're we going to let it all out today. It was a, a weekend of just a lot of questions, no answers. So I'm ready to get this show started. <laughs> and you know what? New York has been on the road the last couple of weeks. You know, the Giants. Over-exceeded expectations. The Jets as well, overachieving. But, you know, I think that's a microcosm of the NFL underachieving. I think that allowed the Giants to creep up and the Jets to creep up. But we got some reality checks on Sunday, and especially with the New York Knicks as well. So we have to talk about these New York teams right now, as they all took L's on Sunday. New York sports comes back to earth as the Giants, Jets, and Knicks lose on Sunday. Which New York team had the worst loss? And Zay, you've been feeling to talk about New York in general. The mic is yours, my brother. Yeah, you know, um, I definitely had us off-air talk with Lil, saying if the Giants and Jets win this week, you know, we have a conversation about which team would have a deeper playoff push, possibly, between the Giants and Jets because of their record. They're looking good on both sides. But, you know, now we're talking about a whole different discussion. And that right now is the Jets. They had the worst loss, in my opinion, out of all the New York teams um, due to the fact that their um, lack of discipline on both sides of the field is is daunting. You know, we had a pick six. We ran it back to the crib against the Patriots, and they called it back due to an unnecessary roughness call by um, Franklin Myers. And, and that was the play of the game that took away all momentum that now we're talking about a game that could have been potentially 17-3 going into half. Um, being 10-6 over into half with the Patriots getting the ball and doing what they did in that second half. Um, you know, the Jets also, Zach Wilson's um uncapable being incapable of making multiple reads on a football field. It's it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, um, it just like I don't understand what he's seeing out there on the field. Sorry, I'm about he's to seeing cry. ghosts, bro. I'm about to cry <laughs> right now the way he plays football because it don't look good. It don't look good at all. The um and it's not it's not and I wish I could say it's only Zach Wilson. We saw the same thing with Joe Flacco when Joe Flacco was playing in a, a full half of football and they can't move the ball down the field. They can't move the chains. The play calling is something that doesn't make any sense. Like you can only make one read and everyone else is just not open. It doesn't make any sense to me. Elijah Moore, you know, 
despite him having his um his a uh, little tantrum when he wasn't getting the football when they were winning games, he had makes a great point because now like how the hell you're not seeing him on a field at all. He's playing majority of the plays on I mean majority of the game. He's on a field majority of the game. Somehow, some way you're not seeing him on the football field. Because you're running around in a pocket looking for someone to be open. Are you telling me nobody is open? That the Patriots defense is the greatest defense we've ever seen in NFL history? That we can't find a single open receiver? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, You know, I think besides the, the deep passes he made to uh, Denzel Mims uh, it, and Conklin, I think he had like a 20-yard pass to Conklin, I think, once or twice. Um, it doesn't make any sense how Zach Wilson's unable to read the field. You have to be able to make multiple reads, or this play calling needs to change completely. It doesn't have. It doesn't. Un, I don't understand completely how Elijah Moore goes from being one of the more targeted guys in one season to the guy who doesn't exist on the football field any longer. Uh, I think that's something that needs to change immediately, or we need a new quarterback. And I understand he's only his second year. I understand he still needs to develop. He still needs a time to get adjusted. He's still the youngest quarterback in in the NFL currently at the moment. But you got to be able to read the field. It doesn't make any sense. What are you doing on your off days that you're not able to make these changes? Because it's a week by week basis. The guy cannot read the football field. And that's why we run the ball so much. But that's not only because we're up most of the games. It's because he can't read the field. And I understand now that him throwing 40 times a game, I was thinking maybe let me see him throw 40 times in the game and see what happens. I just saw it. I don't like it. The guy cannot throw the ball away. He throws the ball, turns the ball over when he throws the ball way too much. And I, I'm getting sick to my stomach watching this happen week to week basis. Um, he needs to develop as the week goes on. He can't be making the same mistakes week to week to week. It does not make any sense. How could you learn from your mistakes if you keep making the same damn mistakes? Get it together, Jets. Uh, it was a bad loss for me. We're still, I think, third or second in the AFC, which is fine and all because I didn't expect us to be five and three this far in the season. But since we're here, I need to see some development. I need to see growth. And right now, I'm not seeing it from my quarterback position. I'm going to rebuttal your point real quickly here. Even right. though, you know, Zach Wilson has some issues. We know that. I think Zach Wilson, he could be two things. He could be a bootleg version at best, right? At best of Patrick Mahomes. Or he could be a expensive version of Drew Locke. I think mm. that's where he could be. It's out of those two things in my personal opinion. The reason why I say Mahomes a bootleg version because if he's really good and if he develops, let's say his development is just taking longer and he has a ceiling, the plays that he can make scrambling out of the pocket, throwing the ball downfield is Mahomes-esque, right? But if he were to be a bust, I say Drew Locke because just like Drew Locke, he tries to be a hero. Has the arm talent to make all the throws on the field, both quarterbacks, but they always try to be a hero and always do some dumb you-know-what. So he could be an expensive version of Drew Locke. You better hope he's not worse than Drew Locke. Otherwise, okay, TikTok, somebody's job is on the line here. But anyway, I already knew Bill Belichick was going to throw something at him. This was the same game last year in which Zach Wilson threw five INTs. So we all know quarterbacks that play for the Jets always see ghosts, okay? And speaking of Halloween, I mean, you definitely are going to see ghosts, especially playing Bill Belichick a day before Halloween. So I'm going to exclude the Jets from here. Seattle, I picked them to win that game. So I already knew that Seattle was going to take care of business at home in that environment. But I want to talk about these Knicks right here. And they had the worst loss to me. And the reason why they did, their perimeter defense was trash. Okay, they allowed 23 of 50 three-pointers against the Cavs yesterday. They allowed 23 three-pointers. And... You talk about Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. 
you know, Jalen Brunson, they all combined for six points in the fourth quarter. Down the stretch, they were horrible. Mitchell scored 12 by himself. And that game, not only was it a loss in a game that we dropped, we had to lead, it kind of gave us a flashback of why we wanted Donovan Mitchell in the first place. A guy that's going to say, you know what, here, I take the cl closing shot. I go down the stretch for a quarter and make all the shots I need to make and need to take. Okay, I can be the primary scorer and ball handler as well. That's what we missing. And I'm saying to myself, who on the Knicks is going to be that guy to say, listen, give me the rock. I'll go get it. Because we missed out on him. So um, I'm thinking that RJ Barrett may take another leap this year to kind of give us what we want, a superstar. Just morph right into one. But right now, he's showing that he's no more than a serviceable player in the NBA. 15 points, great. Right? Great. Yeah, good. Okay, cool. Right? Um, Shooting 60% in this game. He doesn't really have high percentages this year. But this game, 60%. Okay, cool. I take it. But when are we going to morph in a superstar? I'm looking at RJ Barrett. I'm looking at Donovan Mitchell. In what world is they even? So not only did we lose that game, that game kind of reminded me and gave me that reality check that I really want to forget that we missed out on Donovan Mitchell because he went right over to Cleveland and he's playing better on Cleveland than he did last year on mm -hmm. the Jazz. He's showing a level of aggressiveness that was missing a little bit, especially in the playoffs when Jalen Brunson outperformed him in the playoffs. But I look at this Knicks right now. We are 0-3 against high-achieving teams, against quality playoff teams. We are 0-3. The Grizzlies, we lost to the Cavs, we lost to the Bucks. You know what those three games are? A measuring stick to see where we are in the Eastern Conference. We could beat up on the Hornets. We could beat up on the Pacers. But can we keep pace with the guys in the race? We can't. So that's why they had the worst loss to me. Los Adams. Oof. Yeah, both have some great arguments, man. I'm not going to lie. Especially your Nick argument. Uh, with Donovan Mitchell, y'all gave up the big fourth quarter lead. Y'all made Kevin Love look like he was 25 years old. I don't know. I ain't seen Kevin Love in like 10 years. Now this dude's <laughs> an all-star again when he played the Knicks anyway. Uh, but my expectation for the Knicks is low. So, it's you know, it's the Knicks. What are we already talking about? Let's go to those Giants real quick. And I'm, it's so funny that we all had three different takes. But here's the reason why I'm going to go with the Giants. Because the Giants right now just went from second place to third place. And the fact that the Cowboys beat the Giants, the Giants is in a real bad spot. And the Giants might have this one loss versus an average Seattle team, although at Seattle, might have knocked them out of the playoffs. I know that seems far-fetched. But this, at the end of the day, we know they're not going to win all these games. They're not, like you said, they don't have that much talent. They need to pick up as much wins as possible. They have more impressive wins on their resume. So I figured they could take Seattle. Go ahead and handle Seattle. They lost. Now it's the Cowboys in second place. Giants going to go to third place. And I think the Giants now is going to trend downward spiral and find themselves outside of the playoffs. That's just what I see. But here's the funny part and why I took the Giants. Because who beat the Giants yesterday? Geno Smith. Didn't they have Geno Smith in their building before? Maybe they should have kept Geno Smith. He's playing well. The man is throwing 77% of his passes, well, completing 70% of his passes. Geno Smith was on the Giants once upon a time. They left him out, let him out the building. And now, because they called it back, Dan, Dan, Danny Dimes, come on, he's trash, okay? I think they'll take Geno Smith over Danny Dimes right now. Seattle's not a great team. They're just not, to me. Although 4-3 and three leading that division, I thought the Giants, with all of their momentum, you know, because football is about momentum. I think they had a four-game winning streak. 
with all their momentum, will find a way, because they didn't get blown out here, find a way to win like they've been doing every week. Because eventually, Cinderella, midnight, glass slipper, is going to happen. And it might have happened on Sunday. And I think their season is over. I don't think the Knicks season is over. I think the Knicks got a shot to still make the playoffs. I don't think the Jets season is over. Although Zach Wilson is horrible. I ain't go front. But I don't think the Jets season is completely over. I think the Giants is a wrap. They're done. Finished. It's over. You see, I'm going to jump right in here and say I'm going to let you go. He made some valid points. I got to be fair when I got to be fair. He made some valid points. I'm not even going to lie. But when I also look at the Jets, too, and the loss that they had, you could argue it's kind of like the same argument yeah. that you made because they're in the AMC East. The Bills is going to take that division. The Dolphins don't sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, mm. don't sleep on the Dolphins. That duo, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, two has been balling. Crazy. Say what you want about two. Two has been balling. Right? I know yep. he had a couple bad errant throws Sunday night against the Steelers. But in this game and the games that I saw against the Ravens and, you know, before he had that concussion, he was balling. So both teams, you can argue, or probably those losses are probably going to put them outside, on the outside looking in. So I see the argument. But the same thing when I come back to these Knicks, it's like we know that we are not better. Like when you go 0-3 against teams like the Bucks, the Grizzlies, and the Cavs, let's go into context about those games. Starting with the Grizzlies, they didn't have Jaron Jackson Jr., so they're not at full health. Mm. So when they get at full health, if we can't beat them now, we at full health. This is our ceiling, right? We play hard. You know, sometimes we do things by committee. Julius Randle has his off and on. We're not going to really get better to the point where I feel we're going to beat them when they get better, okay? Uh, against the Bucks without Chris Middleton, they're going to get better. We all know what he can do in the half court with his offense, okay? And this... One against the Cavs without Darius Garland. Darius Garland didn't even play. So we are losing these games to teams early on where we could try to sneak up on these on these teams and sneak up in the conference and we losing to these teams without primary star players or complimentary mm. players. So, yeah, that's why the, the loss was bad to me. Great argument, cuz. Great you know, argument. You know what? Uh, I think the reason why I don't like the Knicks take so much is because it's early in the season, opposed to the Jets and the Giants who are midway through their seasons. So they already have a flow going with the um, the Knicks. We have to we remember they're missing a, a sharp shooting in Quentin Grimes, who was supposed to be the guy to take over Evan Fournier's spot at the two. He's the guy supposed to be a two-way player, He's guys who can shoot the three, guy who can move around and do all these different things. And he hasn't played yet thus far in the season. I think – when we look at the Knicks, they're 0-3 right now on the road. They're 0-3 against teams that are potential playoff teams. They play Atlanta Hawks at home uh, this upcoming Wednesday, and that's another big game because that's a team they need to beat in order to break this spell of they're not ready to play against playoff teams. I think the Cavs collapse was disgusting, to say the least. I think um, RJ's lack of aggression was another issue for me because I, I we have to see him shoot more to score more. You can't just take 10 shots and call it a day. It doesn't work like that, especially in the Knicks climate where they don't have a go-to guy. There's no guy on this team that's like, give me a bucket. So everyone needs to be aggressive until you can find a hot hand. Um, RJ going 10 points. Randall going, I think, 4 for 13 for 12 points. And then Julian Brunson, I think he had 18 shots. And he wasn't hot either. He wasn't doing good. The defense was terrible. They couldn't stop a three. They couldn't stop a door from closing, I like to say. And, you know, the Knicks, they have to do better as the games progress. They can't use the issue. They can't use any excuse right now. You know, there's, there's a no excuse season. We have to do I mean, think about, think about it, though. I know it's early in the season, and I'm not really looking at it from a long-term perspective, even though partially I am, but it's not at the same time because it's who had the worst loss on Sunday. 
not, you know, implications later on. You know, it's who had the worst loss. And also, when I see the Jazz winning games, when I see other teams that were projected, the Trailblazers, that wasn't even projected to make the play-in or barely make the play-in, probably you could argue about the Trailblazers, they're winning games now. It's it's early. Like, you're supposed to win games early and, and look something, like, look like something, right? And they go against the Grizzlies. They perform well in that game. So we kind of have hope that, okay, maybe they showed us something in that loss. But every time they play against a playoff caliber team, it's the same thing. And I, I don't see it changing. I don't. Nah, listen, man. I ain't going to lie. That, that was a bad loss, man. I mean, Kevin Love came back. I mean, what are we doing here? And the simple fact that y'all should have had Donovan Mitchell. Now, to, to be fair, again, y'all should have had this guy, right? He almost hit it in your face like, y'all really think somebody over there is as good as me? You know what I mean? Like, let me show y'all what I could do. Let me like, show you that, what like, we wanted you, Mitchell. We, why are you doing that to us? We wanted you. <laughs> it is what it is. We'll be back after the break. Keep it locked.